Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Olympic rowers Gary and Paul O'Donovan may be the face of Irish rowing and skibbering rowing club, but they are just one piece of a larger community in the club. Almost 100 skibbering rowing athletes have represented Ireland at various regattas over the years, and the club founded in 1970 is now one of the most successful in the country. All this and more is detailed in this book by Kieran McCarthy entitled Something in the Water, and Kieran joins me now this morning. Good morning to you, Kieran. Good morning, how are you? I'm fine and thanks for joining us. First of all, take us back to the start of Skibbering Rowing Club when it formed in the 70s. I mean, they were building up a new club in the area and really the River Island, that was their playground. It was. You go back, right back to the start of the 70s. It was 1970 when the club was formed. and It was, it, it was, it was three, three West Cork men. You had Richard Hotford from Skibbering, you had Danny Murphy and you had Donny Fitzgerald. And they were... There were three men that became friends, kind of, and they, they weren't childhood friends, but they became friends through to one another. And uh, Danny Murphy was the kind of common denominator there. And it was actually it was one Sunday evening in Skibbereen in the summer of 1970. The three lads just hatched a plot, hatched a kind of a, a madcap idea, you could say, to kind of start their own club in Skibbereen. And that's actually how it did start. Um, later that even they headed off down to Union Hall and they purchased their first boat. Um, and it was a boat that was worse for wear, but that's 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 how the club started, and and it built from there. Like it literally built from from the the the, the idea of these three men, these three local men who had a vision, and they wanted their own club in in Skibreen. Like I said, there, JP, they have the River Island, and uh, I suppose the role of the island can't be underestimated or played down in this because it's a fantastic playground for the rowers. And um, for the clubhouses now, it sits right on the banks of of the island, and they have this river to themselves. Um, from Skibbereen Town right down to where it kind of kisses the Atlantic Ocean. So um, they have a long stretch there of twists and turns, different currents. It's, it's wide, it's narrow. So it's, it's the perfect playground and the perfect kind of um, nursery for rowers. And what they achieved then over the years, I'm sure back in the 70s, they didn't think that had the success. They have a roll through the years and the club's biggest achievements in Rio. But there was a lot of prep that was undertaken for that before any of the guys got to Rio. It is, yeah, because, like you said earlier there, Gary and Paul are one part of the jigsaw, and they wouldn't have um, achieved what they have, and they are still achieving an awful lot. Um, but they wouldn't have, have achieved that without all the work that went the 45, 46 years before before Rio. Um, go right back to 1975, Nuala Lupton was the Skibbereen's first ever international oars person, and she rode at the 1975 World Championships in she was a Skibbereen Roar in a boat with three commercial ladies. So um, that was fantastic. That started to put Skibbereen Roar on the map 
we're tuned into the 80s and Dominic Casey, we all know him as the coach now. He's the he's the wrong Ireland lightweight means like uh, the the wrong Ireland lightweight coach. But before he coached, he rode too, and he was a top class scholar. He was um, he won eight national titles in in the 1980s, five in a single and three in a double with Lar Collins. And so the club was building through the years. JP kind of um, these top class roars were coming through. The the club was churning out these really talented horse people, and that kept going right through the 80s, 90s, and into the noughties. You mentioned Nuala Lupton there and others through the 80s and into the 90s and I suppose with Paul and Gary with the advancement in technology we had media outlets who were able to transmit the pictures back as soon as things happened uh, from Rio to us here in Ireland especially the interviews and I think that's where the love came for Skibbering Rowing Club for everybody outside the area we all knew those involved we all knew the local rowers and interviewed them here on local media but the world got to see the humour of West Cork and of Paul and Gary and that that's what made them popular, and also uh, Ireland proud of them. You're 100 right. I think like Skibbering Rowing Club was obviously going since 1970, but it was 2016 in the Rio Olympics that suddenly the whole nation kind of woke up to Jesus. Like there's something really special going on down there in Skibbering Rowing Club in West Cork. And when you think about it, it's this rural country rowing club kind of, um, and it's achieved more than any other rowing club in the country. And um, this club has put Irish rowing on the map. Gary and Paul are internationally known. Um, uh, it's just, it's a fantastic success story. And it, it's because of all the hard work of, of everyone who's involved in the club. And if you remember, too, they're all volunteers. They do it because they love the sport and they love being involved. And they've all worked in, incredibly hard. And all their hard work culminated in Gary and Paul becoming the first ever Irish sports people to win an Olympic rowing medal for Ireland, which was kind of, which topped everything that, that had ever gone before. And um, it did transform Irish rowing because you can see now num- numbers are up in, in Irish rowing. And Gary and Paul, it was their, their characters and personalities as well as athletes. And it was very infectious, their interviews at the time. And they just kind of, I think they grabbed the, the attention and the heart of the nation and they haven't let it go since. And, so again, it's a credit to Skibbereen Rowing Club that they're actually there in that position in the first place. That's true, and a credit to all the trainers you mentioned there, working voluntary. Their dad, of course, involved in the club in the early years and following Rio. It was a fast track for Paul because he then had to go to the World Championships in Rotterdam. It shows really you can never rest in your laurels when it comes to rowing, but it was that evening, Kieran, you were there as well in Skibbereen for the homecoming uh, following Rio and Rotterdam and the crowds. And I know we had a road show there uh, for the radio station. We had a plane flying overhead congratulations the guys uh, but people travelled from all over and out of that the lads ended up being on the Late Late Show and the Graham Norton Show in the UK big time outside of rowing pushing the area on the map it is uh, kind of what Skibbering Rowing Club has done for, for West Cork in general it's very hard to put into words um, I was at a, at, a, at a recent West Cork Sports Star Awards JP and you were there as well in the Celtic Ross lately I was talking to Max Coombs, who was, Max Coombs who was the former president of Skibbering Rugby Club and she was just and um, we were chatting away and she was up the country at some rugby game and someone was asking her where she's from and she said I'm from Skibbereen and they said oh that's where the rowers are from that's from Gary and Paul um, so like they have put Skibbereen on, on the map the, the achievements of Skibbereen rowers and we even mentioned there about the homecoming in in 2016 like that was magical you had 10 or 12,000 people packed into Skibbereen that night it was like the Pope wouldn't attract that to, to Skibbereen. Um, the two boys, Gary and Paul, were like rock stars. The kind of the stage was set for them. The thousands and thousands before them watching reruns of their 
of their final where they won the Olympic silver medal. It was incredible. Um, like I'm not sure Skibreen will ever experience a night like that again. It's probably the proudest night in the town sporting history. Um, like the, the Rowan Club, for all it has achieved, it has done an awful lot of service to Skibreen Town too, and it really has put the put the town on not just the national map, but I'd have to say the international map as well, because and Dominic um, Dominic Casey was I was chatting there a couple of weeks ago, and when news that this book was coming out, he was over at, at the World Championships in Austria, and he was even asked over in Austria about the book coming out. So kind of there's interest in Skibreen Rowan Club right across the globe. Yeah, and there should be as well for what they have achieved. And with all everything we've mentioned there and everything you detailed in the book about the success, you also write about the next generation and they are training and waiting to follow and continue the success of Skibbereen and follow the likes of Paul, Gary, Nula and many more. Exactly, yeah. If you go back to Gary and Paul, Gary and Paul were following the likes of Eugene Coakley and Richard Coakley and, and Timmy Harnady, who were three Olympic rowers from Skibbereen um, at the 2004-2008 Games. So, Gary and Paul were kind of, they were chasing them. Like, this success does breed, breed success. So now Gary and Paul have gone to the Olympics and they've achieved what they've achieved. And like you said, they're the next generation are following the footsteps of Gary and Paul. So it is a conveyor belt at the moment. And it's brilliant because the club is just turning out kind of talented athlete after talented athlete, um, which is fantastic to see. And while we have the uh, sporting side of it in the book as well, and what goes on and, and the training and the success and the hard work, uh, there is stories away from the water within the book here. And tell us the story of Violet Hayes and the water bottle and her driving in Hamburg. Oh, that's one, that's one of my, my favourite stories. Um, that goes back to 1999, the World Under-23 Championships run in Hamburg. And the Irish team, for those championships consisted of two Skibbereen rowers, John Whelley and Ross O'Donovan. So that was the entire Irish team. To get the two lads to Hamburg, um, Violet Hayes, in her 1995 silver Toyota Corolla, Violet's from Skibbereen as well, and she's, um, she's involved in the rowing club. Her, her children are rowing. And she was convinced to take off work and to drive the, the two lads from Skibbereen right, right across to Hamburg with their boats strapped to the top of her car and Dominic Casey and a couple of more from Skibbereen Rowan Club made a kind of a makeshift kind of cradle for the boat on top of her Corolla. So you can just picture this kind of, um, she'd never driven on the continent before, so she hopped into the driver's seat, John Whaley beside her as her navigator, Ross Donovan in the back, and the three of them set off right across Ireland, into England, then into mainland Europe, and right across to Hamburg. Um, it's an incredible story because... They landed over there then, and the big nations, the, the Australians and Great Britain and America, they had their team coaches and their big team buses and, and so on, and the best of everything. And next thing, the Irish team rolled up to the to, to the um, to the venue in a silver Toyota Corolla with two boats strapped on top. You, you just couldn't make it up, but it just shows that whatever it took to get the job done, Skibbereen, um, people were willing to do. It's a it's a it's, it's a it's a great uh, great example of the Linstead that. that people in the club went to, to make sure that the, the roars could roar and that they could kind of show their talents on the, on the international stage. And within that then, the water bottle story, how did that come about? Oh, that's, um, John finally actually got through to the, to the A final and um, he had actually thrown away his own water bottle before the final and he was looking for, for a bottle. So he said to Violet, I, I need a water bottle. So Violet looked around and she, she couldn't find a shop to, to, to sell the water bottle. So she knew that that, uh, that John needed one so she started rooting through a bin that was close by she found a water bottle she went away washed it out put more fresh water in it and ran down to John and gave him the, the, the dirty water bottle 
John didn't know until this book came out that the water bottle was dirty because Violet had never told him before. So I think when John's reading this book, he'll learn something new and he'll he'll think back to that to that to that water bottle that he drank from the 1999 World Final in in Hamburg. But it didn't know it didn't know harm at all. <laughs> it didn't indeed. <laughs> it didn't do any harm to him. And we mentioned there earlier about Hugh and Coakley, and everybody knows if you're coming from a county town or rural area and you have to go to work or college in a big city, a lot of effort goes into training and some people do move away from their home place but will still travel up and down, whether that's for rugby or GA training and the same for rowing. But tell us about Eugene Coakley because he did move to Cork City for college and he fell in love with the nightlife. But the, his coaches and trainers got a bit annoyed at him over, over that. Eugene was a very talented guy, kind of, kind of junior, junior roar. He was really, they really rated him very highly. But um, he started college up in UCC and, and the first year went fine. The first year went grand, you know, he was training away. He was up and down. But come the second year then, as with any kind of teenager college college life, there is distractions, you know. Cork is a, Cork is a pretty good nightlife, you know. Back in the day, Garby's and a couple of more places. So um, plenty of distractions for Eugene. So one Friday evening, he landed back down to Skibbereen, got off the bus, went out to the to the rowing club house and Dominic was there and Eugene just kind of said to Dominic, that's it, you know, kind of, I can't do this anymore, kind of, I'm just, I'm just going to pack it up and um, Dominic, Dominic didn't entertain it at all, kind of literally kind of just, no, 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 and just walked away, but that's, but that's Dominic kind of, when Dominic, he, could, he knew the talent that Eugene had and he wasn't going to sort of entertain the prospect of Eugene packing it all in and Within a year or two, Eugene was rolling on the world stage. A couple of years later, he was a sub at the 2000 um, Olympics in Sydney. As far as the 2004, he was in the Irish lightweight four that got to the A final. And Eugene is one of the finest roars that Ireland has ever produced. Um, Tor Nielsen, who's who's on far and wide as probably one of the greatest minds when it comes to rowing, rates Eugene very, very highly. He said he's one of the best roars that he's ever, ever worked with. Um, skill-wise and mentality-wise. And that mentality, again, comes down to Skibbereen. Um, these roars are coming out of Skibbereen with this kind of hard-working mentality where nothing stops them. because That's because it's kind of... It, it, they learn it from the very, very start. When when, when they start rowing, uh, JP, they're out in, on the water when they're young and they're, they, 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 they learn how to race. Everything's a race, you know, kind of. They're very, very competitive and they're hard as nails. They're tough as nails, this lot, kind of. Mentally, they're up there with the very, very best. Um, skill-wise, they're up there, up there with the best. And it all comes back to this, this rowing club down here in Skibbereen. And one man you mentioned there, Dominic Casey, he has a chapter dedicated to him in the book, and rightly so. A coach to so many, but a real down-to-earth guy. Uh, Dominic is something else, kind of. I met Dominic a number of times during the process of putting the book together, and he always downplayed his, um, his influence. He's just kind of... He prefers to stand in the background. He just doesn't like the limelight, but... So much of this can be attributed to Dominic. Um, like I said earlier, as a roar, he was top class, but as a coach, he's just excelled. Um, it's no coincidence since that he took over as Rowing Ireland's lightweight coach in late 2015 that lightweight rowing in Ireland has excelled. Obviously, Gary and Paul are silver medal. Paul has won four world, world gold medals. Gary's won a world gold medal. Fintan McCarthy has now won a world gold medal. Shane O'Driscoll and Mark O'Donovan won the lightweight pair every race they raced in at world level in 2017. Denise Walsh, European silver medal in 2017. Um, and Dominic, Dominic's their coach. He just knows what his athletes want, how to work with them. He puts his athletes first. He's an incredible mind. Um, he's like a sponge, JP. He just soaks up knowledge from everywhere. 
wherever, wherever he goes, whether it's abroad or at home, he's always talking and he's always learning. And um, he's always picking up equipment too. I remember Marco Donovan telling me a couple of years back, they were either in Italy or Spain on a, on a training camp. And Dominic saw this kind of machine for weights. And next thing, Mark said he just cut up the machine and put it into the back of the trailer and just took it home. And he and he was going to kind of weld it back together when he when he got back to Skibbereen. He's always looking for these these little gains here and there to kind of to give his athletes the very best chance to succeed. Well, he did that, and he proved that, especially over the last number of decades, and big time with the coverage uh, Paul and Gary have got on what they have done for the country and everybody else following on. So uh, even though he's a, a very modest man, he has done a lot for rowing, not only in Skibbereen, I would say, Kieran, but across the country and maybe the world, because as you mentioned earlier, numbers are up everywhere when it comes to the sport of rowing. It's a great read, Kieran, for anybody involved in any sporting club. Uh, stories reminding us of the big moments and also a lot of side, side stories that the public don't get to hear so well done on the book of course you're launching it aren't you tonight in the West Cork Hotel in Skibbereen yeah there's, there's, a, there's a big launch there so kind of there's an open invitation for anyone to come along to um, a lot of the real life heroes um, in the book will be there on the night which is fantastic um, it's a celebration of Skibbereen Road 2 JP and the club will be celebrating its 50th year next year um, so uh, it's going to I promise it to be a great night and what it is it's a chance too for the different generations of Skibbereen Rowers to come together to, to kind of mingle, to kind of share stories. and But it's also a chance for, I suppose, everyone in Skibbereen and West Cork and even beyond to kind of to, to come down and meet the people who have played such a huge part in all our lives in these last couple of years because Skibbereen Rowing Club has given us so many great moments over the years and especially the last four or five years was the advent of social media. It's kind of when Gary and Paul or Fintan McCarthy or Denise Walsh, whenever they achieve something, we have it instantly and you can see just on on social media alone, kind of, I suppose, the reach that Skibbereen Rowing has. Um, so it's a great chance for, for people to come and meet these meet these real heroes, the people that have done such a service to, to, to West Cork and maybe get your picture taken with them, get an autograph off them and just have a really, really good evening. And that's tonight uh, at 7 o'clock at the West Cork Hotel in Skibbereen. Uh, Kieran, thank you for joining us today. The book is called Something in the Water on sale in all bookstores by Kieran McCarthy, who, of course, is also the sports editor with the Southern Star newspaper and it's published by Mercier Press. Uh, Kieran, best of luck with the book and indeed the launch. Thanks very much, JB.